0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello and welcome to episode 194 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem Hey everybody, it's Sean back at you here with another episode of the podcast, and this time I've got a special guest. You may know him from the Two Stoned Dudes podcast. You know that I was on his show last week, and he's here on my show this week. How are you, Ryan?
1: I am doing well, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, definitely. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, Was there any reaction to uh, my guest
1: spot on your show there last week? Uh, Quite a bit, actually. Yeah, you had a lot of people laughing. Is that right? I've had plenty of people sending us. We had, we had a bunch of emails and a bunch of people talking to us from our, our WordPress website, and they, they definitely got a kick out of you, man. You, you, hit, you hit a home run.
0: Oh, good. That, that's what I like to hear. And if that uh, eventually translates into some more listeners for my shows, that would be awesome, too. But if not, yeah. at least we made people laugh. Right, right. <laughs> right. So, like I said, uh, you're the host of the Two Stoned Dudes podcast. So, it's, it's you and one other guy, or is there four other people?
1: Uh, was at, yeah, there's actually four other people who just kind of got added on. It was just me. I was just, I actually originally called it the one stone dude podcast because I couldn't get one of my friends to do it with me. Oh no. So yeah. So I said, all right, I'll just do it like that for however long I have to do it for And like by the third or fourth show, uh, my buddy Rob, the nod, uh, decided to jump on. He, we met through work and then my friend Kevin decided to jump on and then we needed like an actual studio. So we, we got to a long-time friend of ours, this guy Mondo, and he pretty much built a studio as like mini recording studio that he had in his house. Oh wow! And yeah, and that's how we got our studio sound that we have now. Oh, perfect! But before I was just I was just recording everything off my phone.
0: Yeah, 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 that's that's how you start. Like like uh, people know I, I started with a an old iPad and a $20 Amazon microphone. And I've recently uh, upgraded my equipment slowly over time. So, so yeah, you, you get better as you go.
1: Yeah, man. especially we got this thing like Mondo is like cool about putting money into the podcast. I tell him not to do it, but he does it anyway. He went and got this thing called roadcaster pro. Things like 400 friggin dollars. I couldn't believe he got it. Like he basically said, don't worry about paying me back. We're just having this. So it works out, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's, it, uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun to
0: it, it, that's a nice piece of equipment. I've, I've been looking at it over the last few months, but uh, it's, it's a little bit out of the
1: price range right now. So it, it can do a lot of right, different things, though, right? right? Yeah. The, the four of us, the, we, we, we gel together, and we, we've been really trying not to talk over top of each other. But you know, once we got like the studio down the earphones working and microphones working and everything, uh, you can really tell when you're about to talk over somebody because you can hear them talking in your headphones. It just makes it a little easier now. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. There's 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 a lot of complicated stuff behind the scenes that uh, listeners who don't podcast don't actually know about. But uh, that that's all part of the fun, right?
1: Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Uh, if our listeners
1: wanted to find your podcast,
0: where are some of the places they could do that?
1: Uh, we're on Anchor. That's our, like our home our home spread right there. Um, anchor.fm. Um, we're on Podbean. We're on Apple Podcasts. I, there's a bunch of different platforms i haven't even really been able to keep track so like I'm, I'm the one that does all the social media and stuff so it's it's kind of my job to do all that stuff it's a pain in the butt but i, I managed to do it
0: yeah it, it's almost like if we had social media secretaries to do all the promotion for us it would make our life so much easier
1: well i know there's there's people that pay for that man and they they god bless them they can afford it good for them yeah but uh all, all homegrown here
0: it, same, same. Yeah, I, I do all this for the love of it. It costs a fortune, and I don't get any money out of it. But hey, that's not what it's about, right?
1: It's a hobby. It's about having fun, and that's what we do. We definitely have fun on our show. I don't. I haven't listened to too many people besides yourself. You seem to have a blast all by yourself. No matter who you got on the show, the four of us, we just we just gel really well. We we come together because are we're, we're all cannabis enthusiasts. And uh, we all have our medical cards, which you have to have in, in, uh, in the U.S. to, to – uh, what do you call it? In Arizona at least. Oh. I think California ought to have cards as well. I'm not sure. Anyway, besides that, was before I get into rambling, we, we don't all come together at once for a show. Sometimes it's three. Sometimes it's two. Sometimes it's all four but magic does happen because we all get in each other's conversations and we kind of all feed off each other energies like really well so it all blends together that's what it's all about so
0: what we'll do do, uh, before we get into uh, the main topic I'm just going to go ahead and play a promo for another podcast right here on the ESO network and then we'll come right back attention people of earth looking for a way to kill half an hour every week try the flopcast it's a silly podcast about cartoons, music, comics, movies, obscure pop culture from the 70s and 80s, and chickens. Join us. Bring coffee. We're on the ESO Network. And we're at Flopcast.net. And wasn't that a great promo, Ryan? Didn't you love that? Aren't you going to check out that podcast? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And and that's what it's all about. So uh, just to uh, transition over here into what we're going to talk about, Um, as I was on your show last week and uh, we were talking about cross promotion and being on each other's shows and stuff, and you said, what's the Soul Forge all about? And I said, well, it's about uh, stupid things we do for love. It's about uh, pretty much anything to do with life. And uh, you said, well, I've got stories about life. And so I said, well, why don't you come on the show? And guess what? Now here you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'll get into it, man. Look, I'm 42 years old. I turned 42 March 17th and I've lived quite, I've done a lot of things with my life. I have a lot of stories from different things that I've done. High school, you kind of just, you kind of just don't count cause that's high school. You have stupid high school stories. Uh, but I got to serve in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, I was a professional wrestler. Uh, I actually might get back into that. I've been married. I have a kid. Can't really think of anything else to say right now. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Sure. Real quick story. Okay. Um it's a wrestling store. Okay? Yeah. So we were on our way to New Mexico. It was me and three other guys we were on our way to New Mexico. Okay, that's how wrestlers travel. We travel on packs because it saves gas money that way. You stick four or five guys in a car and you're good to go. On the way, I had to go to the bathroom. And there wasn't a restroom for miles, for miles. So I have to, you know, do what a man does. You go creep up in the bushes and do your thing. Yeah. Well, underneath of me, did not see it, didn't hear it, nothing, it was a baby javelina. Uh, a baby what? And I peed right on. Uh, oh, uh it's a uh what do you call it? A uh, wild hog. It's like it's like a wild boar. It's got some and shit. It's pretty nasty looking. Anyway, so I I pissed on it accidentally and this thing screamed and its mother came through the and its mother started coming through the brush. Uh oh. Well, needless to say, I didn't have everything buckled and all together and I started running to the through I started running to the car and put this way, everybody else in the car could see what religion I am. <laughs> nice it's pretty horrible it sounds yeah. pretty horrible. anyway that's just one of the things I... okay no, it wasn't even that it was, it was funny you
0: know yeah for sure i had a good
1: sure. time with
0: it let's uh let's, let's talk about a little bit about your wrestling because my uh, my brother's a huge fan of wrestling and uh he's he's done it uh as a hobby for years what uh what was your wrestling name what was the outfit that you worked for give us some background well i went by t-
1: i went by i started out as ryan castle uh, that's the name I use for the podcast, too. Uh, then I went to my real name. It's Ryan Castellucci, and that's what I mainly went under. Uh, you can YouTube me, and you'll find some of my matches on there. I wrestled for a couple different companies uh, all over the – I actually wrestled from – wrestled the East Coast, the West Coast. I wrestled up north and then down south, as a matter of fact. I didn't get a chance to travel outside of the country, but I've been to damn near every state in the country wrestling.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I've worked for a bunch of different companies were you ever in the wwe oh no i wish i i wish i would have had the chance but i you know i kind of started i kind of started late in mm. uh rest i started at 29 usually guys are starting like they're they're way early 20s and wwe has a certain wellness uh, part of the wellness policies they don't take anybody over 27 right off the bat. Uh, okay so no matter how long you've been on no matter how long you've been in if you're over 27 they, they're really not looking at you gotcha insurance policy so but it was a dream it was something i wanted to do and you know what got me into it i have, I have to tell the story my not story but how i got into wrestling uh my dad was actually a professional wrestler oh yeah yeah he did he would do uh he did wrestling to actually help supplement his child's poor pandas oh wow okay that's why. that's why he started wrestling oh that's so, awesome uh yeah to help me and my sister out so uh he, my dad wanted to be a good dad by being a professional wrestler it was pretty funny and, and that's what got me into it. He brought me to my first independent wrestling show. And the, the like, the most famous people that I met when I with him there was called the Freebirds. And they were from World Class Championship Wrestling down in Texas. And then I got to meet the Road Warriors, which were pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's that F of that. Okay, well, that, that's cool. That's cool.
0: Um, now before we started recording, uh, we were talking about some of the subjects or some of the topics that we might want to get into here on, on, on your first guest spot on Soul Forge uh, because it sounds like you have a lot of stories and you might want to come back but you said you had a pretty cool virginity story is that true?
1: Yeah okay well <laughs> call it cool call it stupid call it what you want This I'm, I'll tell it to you so I end up I, I get a phone call from uh, this girl who was quite a few years she, she was 17 and I was 14 and she was uh, the older sister of two girls that I went to class with ah. uh, she saw she saw a picture of me and decided that for some reason I'd be somebody that she'd want to hook up with. So, uh, New Year's Eve, she came over to my friend's house. We started out doing what we were doing and most guys first time don't last that long. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you in seconds how many, how much, how long I lasted, but I remember just trying to think of everything else I could to avoid finishing. <laughs> right. And I, I, and I thought of baseball. And I remember, I uh, think of John Cruck. Oh, he's only got one nut, nut, nut. No, that's it. Oh. and it was done. Oh man, and it was over with. Just yeah, and uh, she was like, "Is that it?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty much all I got right now." Thanks, I appreciate it. Thanks, for playing. Right, right. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's that's
0: cool though that uh, she was three years older and uh, and and she saw you and you're like, "Hey, that's the one for me."
1: Yeah, you know what? She continued. We continued to have. A sexual relationship for about a good four or five months after that so I couldn't have been that bad no kidding (laughs) well that's oh man that's that's a story you'll never forget right and and now you say you talk about things that you guys that you do to love I can say I've taken a punch in the face for love not on one occasion but three occasions oh what happened with three different women They, they, Um, they punched you or somebody else punched you punched in the face by three different women okay now you ask yourself, what do I do so wrong that would bring you to that? Well, when it comes to relationships and arguing, I go right for the throat. Um, I've been through marriage counseling. I was told that I fight dirty, and that's and that's it's. I think that's mainly due to the way I grew up. I grew up in a pretty harsh environment. Not that like I didn't grow up in a ghetto or anything like that, but it was it was pretty you know low low rent white white trash living area pretty much where i grew up at gotcha. um and uh you kind of had to be like busting balls and talking shit to each other it was kind of like every day it was never everyday occurrence uh getting into fights was a thing that happened all the time and that attitude just kind of carries over uh sadly into some of my relationships when i when i when i yeah, get in you know. an argument with somebody i i go all out it's like i don't like i don't like yelling but i'll say some pretty nasty shit and it, it'll be stuff that i've held in for who knows how long when it comes out it comes out i the first time i got decked by a chick i was uh, i was dating this little i was dating this girl she used to be a uh, a gang member okay and she was all tatted up and uh, she she was just like if you would think of what your typical southwestern gangster looks like that's what she would kind of looked like she kind of dressed like it, just how she was i always said i wanted a girl from the hood well i got what i asked for and it was not what i expected Surprise. Um, (laughs) Seriously. seriously. We were getting into a heated argument, and we were like face-to-face, and she hauled off and clocked me. And I looked at her like, I didn't know what to do because I've never had a woman hit me before. I had no idea what – I was like, do I hit her back? What do I do? I just looked at her. I was like, yo, don't – I came up with a pretty good line. I was like, if you do that again, you won't like what happens next. I promise you. And I've used that over the years. And I'll tell you what. When you're trying to get your point across to somebody, it works. Is that right? It works real well. Yeah, I'm not look. I'm not a big scary intimidating guy at all, but I know how to get my point across to somebody when I'm pissed off at him, and I come across hard. And it's, that's just I was, you know, I get that from the Marine Corps too. The Marine Corps teaches you to be very direct. When you want something, tell people. Yeah, I mean, when you want something, tell people exactly what the fuck you want. Because if you don't, you, a, a closed mouth doesn't get fed, right? Oh, that
0: yeah, <laughs> that that's a that's a good
1: expression. But yeah, you're right. A closed mouth doesn't get fed. You know, if um, – I've noticed in, in my relationships when I want them to go to – when I want them to go a certain direction, I talk to my significant other about how the relationship is going. And I've been in relationships where both of us felt that the relationship was not going anywhere and that it should end. And that's sad when it happens. Mm-hmm. It really is because you put a lot – you go – I'm a, like a serial monogamist. You're with me. you are met with me for a while. You know, I'll do everything I can to keep you around, but but you get to a certain point where enough is enough, and you've grown apart as people, and you got to part ways. And it sucks when that happens, man. It really does, and, and it, it even sucks even worse when you realize that. So, yeah, no, you're, I, you're, you're right. I've been in plenty of relationships where where it can go, where it can swing either way, you know. And I, I finally, I finally settled down. I actually, I I was married for a little while. That just didn't work out, and I've been with the same person now for the last four years. And she's a woman. She treats me really well, like probably better than I deserve. In fact, I'm sure better than I deserve. You don't? Think, I haven't been treated as well. You don't think you deserve God, the good things? Man, I haven't been no angel. I'm not the best person in the world.
0: Well, we've, uh, we've we've all done things we are not proud of or that we regret, but that doesn't make us bad people necessarily.
1: Right, right. I get that. So here's another thing about me. I um that makes me a little interesting. Um, I'm a recovering addict. Okay. I use cannabis to pretty much my final portion of my recovery. Uh, prior to that, I was in a twelve-step group for a very long time. I, it's it's there's been a lot of work on like self-esteem issues mm-hmm. and uh, rites of passage. I've done work on rites of passage issues and just generally growing up without like uh, a role model. Mm-hmm. I guess you'd say male role model. Yep, I I, so, I I can relate to that. Yeah, my male role model was not a real actual male role model. It wasn't. Yeah, that's. I'm going to leave it at that. So it's taken me a while to to build up like stuff like things like self esteem, you know, self worth. Oh yes. I'm starting to get to a, I'm starting to get like me saying that I don't deserve this is actually a good thing, better than me saying something worse than that. Uh I used to say things worse like I deserve to go to prison or I deserve this or I deserve that, you know. So nowadays I'm I'm just not so sure whether I deserve good things. You know what I mean? I'm I'm grateful to come. You know what I mean? I really, I, I, I cherish everything.
0: -hmm. Oh, I totally, I totally get the the feeling of uh, not deserving good things. I I totally understand that. I'm, in fact, I'm planning on doing an episode about that in the future.
1: Oh wow, that that's a whole yeah, that would be a whole episode. It it? it, it definitely would be.
0: Yes, yes. Um,
1: Have you done an episode on self esteem yet? uh,
0: Have I done an episode on self esteem? Uh, I I don't remember (laughs) (laughs) because. I'm almost up to 200 on this show and over 300 on the uh, the Rusted Robots. So have I done one on self-esteem? Uh, I might have touched on it in passing, but uh, I, I don't know if I've done one specifically on it. But uh, I'd have to look through the archives.
1: Let's see. Well, we talk a little bit about it now. I mean, what what is self-esteem? It's how you look at your, your own personality, your own self-worth, correct?
0: Exactly. How you feel about yourself.
1: Your environment. I have been through. A, oh, here's another thing. Here's another quick thing about me. I've been in a psychiatric hospital before. Oh yes. Yeah, that was quite an experience. I bet it was. Um, and you learn stuff while you're in there. Seriously, like I, I've I've done everything from a twelve step program to a self help book to going to counseling to you name it. I've done it just to get myself better. All by choice too, just to have like a collection of different tools in my box. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and you learn different things going through these different programs. You find out how quick your self-esteem is damaged. A lot of things affect it, um, like I was saying before this, uh, like your environment, uh, the way you grew up, who you were surrounded by. That's what I mean by your environment and the events that took place in your life. Like you could have had a really good, you could have had a really good, happy childhood was sent on your way to success from, from birth. And you got a good ride like that and probably worked hard. and Now you earn a decent paycheck. Um, and then there's other people who have been hurt in many different ways that aren't the most pleasant of people after so many times of being hurt. They say hurt people hurt people, right? True. What you get is a person who's been hurt and carries that hurt with them and displays a lot of negative aspects of that personality. Their self-esteem gets chipped away little by little to the point where you get broken down so bad by being hurt so many times that you're not a pleasant person to be around. Even though you're hurt inside, you probably need to be around people. And once again, that loneliness can bring, bring along, uh, well, even lower self-esteem yes. because you think that you, you don't have anybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I've definitely been there. Uh, part of, part of the nature of what I, what's called the disease, disease of addiction, which I believe it is a disease. It, it, part of that is isolation and, um, and an addict alone is in bad company. So I, I knew that for a fact. So self-esteem for me is it, my self-esteem is slowly but surely coming back. But it's, it's not where I want it to be, but it's, it's, it's there. There's a spark there and I'm, I'm feeling it and it's starting to, starting to come back to me slowly because I had it a long time ago. Okay. I know I, yeah. And now you're, you're, you're kindling it like a, like a small fire and fanning the flames to, to get back to where you were. Pretty much. That's, that's pretty much what I've been doing lately for last uh, four years. I've been trying to pick myself up and uh, get myself on the right track. And it's about time. And I'm, i got to grow up sometime, right?
0: Well, sure, sure. No, so was... so you would describe yourself as uh, the walking wounded on a healing journey? Or is that too not dramatic? Not that dramatic. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no, you know, I I guess this is a journey. That, I mean, what's a arrow smith? Life's a journey, not a destination. Yes. It's hard for me to sit back and look at all this, this shit that's ha- that I've been through in life mm-hmm. and be sad. It really is cuz to me it feels like i'm kind of just skipping along and enjoying things as they go which e- with each new experience no matter how good or bad they are there's still an experience and i get to have that yes exactly that's what i feel life is kind of like is it's just a, a series of experiences that you get to have you know that's part of the privilege of being able to live is you get to you get to have experiences you get to do things no matter how small or big they are even with all the, the shit that i've done there's still more out there to do and there's still more tools i could put in my box oh of course and i that's something and that's something i'm looking forward to you know what i mean i don't know what's around the corner i'm supposed to be getting married in 9 months again and i hope it i hope it goes the way it's supposed to go i'm still in the middle of a divorce with my last ex-wife oh so i'm waiting to go to we just had a mediation today and then we're going to go to final The, we're going to get a final ruling probably in the next month, but I have to get divorced before I can get married. And this, and my ex is kind of slow to do things. Uh So it's been a long, it's been a long drawn out process. She was late. Sean, we had a mediation today and she was a half hour late for it. Oh man. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. That looks Um, good on her. Yeah. Right. So getting married again is going to be another experience because it's a, there's, I'm pretty sure you know plenty of people that are probably on their second or third marriage by now. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Like the the epidemic of divorce hit in the '80s. Nobody really talks about it. You know, a lot of a lot of families got destroyed. A lot of people from uh, from my generation were like latchkey kids and had step parents and shit. I think that plays into the whole self esteem issue quite a bit.
0: Uh, I, w- I would I would say so. You're you're going to be 42 next week. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just two and a half years older than you. So I, I would say we're definitely the same generation. My, my parents weren't together either. So yeah, self-esteem issues, all, all that stuff. I, I think I can relate to everything you're talking about.
1: Oh, right on. I don't know. Do uh, you want to go into the 12-step program?
0: Yeah. Let's, uh, let, let's finish this episode by talking about uh, your, your 12-step program.
1: So I went to um, a group called Narcotics Anonymous. I've been out of the military for uh, about a year. I got myself pretty heavy into drugs and it came pretty, it came pretty quick. It came like, my addiction came on pretty quick. Like it was, it was just amazing how quick everything happened. I went from being at a bar, uh, drinking all the time to doing coke and meth like really quickly. Oh, just wow. hanging out with people and shit. I was with this girl who pretty much told me like, get clean or get the fuck out. And at the time I didn't have any place to go. So, I went and I tried uh I tried to go to another fellowship, another twelve step program, but they didn't have anybody to, that could come pick me up and I was such a loser at the time but I didn't have a car. The next best thing was Narcotics Anonymous, which was about four blocks down the street from me. And that's where I that's where I decided to go. I walked to my first meeting. And I walked to like thirty meetings after that, every day for thirty days. But so it, it became more of a ninety day commitment. They, they tell you to do ninety meetings in ninety days to get in the practice of going to meetings all the time. And I didn't stay clean my first time around. I relapsed after being there for two months, and then uh, and then I stayed clean, and I stayed clean for seven years. Oh, good. And I, it was – the 12-step programs, a lot of people refute the 12-step program nowadays. They say it's like a cult mentality. They say some people will claim it's trying to bring you to religion. I don't think it's either or. I think it's uh, I think it's developed to help you recover. The success rate isn't all that good, believe it or not, but – I mean, if you want to stay clean, you're going to stay clean. There might be somebody struggling right now listening to your show, and if there is, there, there's a solution out there. It's, it's called uh, it's called Narcotics Anonymous, I believe. This uh, the program helped me out tremendously. It got me on my feet. Uh, it got me networking with a, a bunch of people uh, who seemed to really care, you know. And that that was the biggest important is that somebody actually gave a shit about me enough to like talk to me.
0: That that helps right there.
1: Feeling like you're seriously. Not alone. Like, Right. Like I, I didn't feel like such a, lo- after going to those meetings, I didn't feel like such a loser anymore. I didn't feel like I was just the only one that these experiences were happening to. And I got to meet people who had 30 years clean and, uh, who had, you know, 20, yeah, 20, 20 to 30 years clean and even more. And, and I couldn't believe that they, they had lived through what they had lived through. And when you go to meetings, you hear people's stories and you really get into the meat and potatoes of things. I found out what life was really all about. You know, and how harsh it can be. I go into these meetings. And then the other thing I learned was to, uh, applaud people and their accomplishments and their joys rather than, you know, look down at them or judge them because of anything else they've done. And it's great. When you, when you hear about somebody doing well, you cheer them on. It makes you feel good too. And trust me, I've been a hater before, uh, before I, you know, before I got into that program, I, I hate on a lot of people. Like, why does this person have that? and Why don't I have that? Why does this person get this and why don't I get that? And it was all due to what's called uh, character defects. Uh, you also – you learn that through doing the step work as well. You learn about what your uh, defects of character are mm-hmm. and then basically you, they're basically your shitty side. Your shitty side. You get your shitty side out. You know what I mean? You get to talk about all the shitty parts of you and uh, what makes you a shitty person that, that's even though right. you're not a bad person.
0: Yeah, and yeah. and then you you make amends and you uh, you heal yourself and you heal your relationships and you get better.
1: Right, right. And there's there's even a step that's a, it's a daily maintenance step to make sure that you stay on track. That's pretty cool. When I did it, I had my my assignment was to write in a journal every day. I had to write down did I use did I hurt someone did I hurt somebody else. If I checked no on if I checked no on all three of those, it was a good day. Yeah, I got nothing to be worried about at the end of my day. It turned out to be good because I checked out. No, all three of those boxes. Unfortunately, now unfortunately, I I made the choice. I want to make this very clear. I made a very clear choice to use again, and it brought me to a really. It brought me down a really long path for a really long time. And the final step to my recovery process is I go to counseling and I ingest cannabis. And cannabis helps with uh, PTSD and some other neurological problems that I have. Puts me on the right path. And keeps me motivated and puts me to sleep when I need to. So oh, I can yeah. give you a million reasons, I can give you a million reasons why I have medicinal cannabis. But, uh, I could, we could talk forever for that. And, uh, like I said, with that and counseling, that's, that's my journey right now. That's the experiences I'm having. Like people, people smoke pot to get high. I get that. Um, I actually use mine for a purpose and I don't overuse it. And, um I'm pretty, I'm a pretty responsible adult with my marijuana now that I think about it. Hey, look at you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right on. Shit. Anyhow, um, so yeah, I mean, that, that was my 12 step experience and that's my recovery plan now. I mean, uh, this, this, the relationship that I'm in now mm-hmm. is different than any relationship I've ever been in before. And I think that's why it's lasted so long. I just wanted, I just wanted to touch on that for a second. I've never been treated with such kindness, love, and devotion from anybody that I can think of besides the woman I'm with now. Her name is Lori Basin. She's the most wonderful woman in the world, I swear to God.
0: And and you're in a position in your life where you can appreciate it and not just throw it away.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We've been through a lot of shit. We've been through a lot of ups and downs. There was even a short period of time where we weren't together. And uh, we found our way back to each other. And it's only because she supported me as long as she did. You know, She's been there for me through everything. And I really can't express in words how much she means to me.
0: Well, that's that's incredible. That's awesome. Maybe what we'll do is uh, one day in the future, months and months from now, we'll have the both of you on to talk about the journey that you guys have gone on together, if if she's willing to be on a show. Okay. Yeah, I think she would. I think she would. I think Good. she would.
1: Think she, that,
0: Good. Um, yeah, right on. Be- Okay, cool. Because uh, it sounds like you have a lot of stories and a a lot of things to talk about. And, of course, most of my shows here are about half an hour or so, and we don't get into uh, too much detail. But that's uh, that's why we have more shows week after week. So I would definitely like to have you back, talk about something else in, in depth again, if you're willing. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Now, for um, any listeners who want to follow you on any social media, now, they can find you on Two Stone Dudes Podcast, but do you have Twitter or Instagram or any of that good stuff?
1: Yes, I got Twitter. I'm on Twitter or on Instagram. Two Stone Dudes has a Twitter, and, or I'm sorry, an Instagram page. They actually do have a Twitter page, too. Uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page, and uh, we update that almost every day. The WordPress site gets updated every time we have. We're You can catch us at uh, twostonedudes.com. That's Two- the... Uh, stone dudes. Yeah,
0: yeah. what you should have called it was two stone dudes podcast.com i
1: totally should i totally should have <laughs> not podcast, no, no, like, podcast. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: podcast i like that idea i definitely like that idea yeah every social media outlet you can think of we're even on something called me which i encourage everybody to try out and yeah that's all the social media links and stuff we're on every social media platform you can Think of. Okay. Perfect.
0: Well, Ryan, thanks for uh, being on the SoulForge podcast. I'm sure we'll have you back again. Listeners, thanks for joining us on Ryan's journey this week on the podcast. Uh, Remember to do all the things that we talk about in the end credits. And remember, education isn't something you can finish. Thank you for listening to another episode of the SoulForge podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life Think about it This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the T Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com